Welcome to the College Basketball Bros, the podcast talking hoops once a year. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Basketball Bros. I am Michael Buckets Newman, and I'm joined by Ryan Wet Jumper Newman. Oh boy! <laughs> wow, <laughs> and that's also Trey from Way Downtown Newman. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Uh, so we are talking March. We're, we're very generous with our nicknames here. Hey, I didn't even have to create yes. a nickname with my name. My nickname being Trey. So yeah. Yeah, true. True. Yeah. And you were a good three-point shooter back in your day. Yeah, I had my moments. Uh, so, yeah, March Madness is here. Uh, be sure to join our bracket pool. If you go to our Twitter, at CFB Bros, you can find the information there. It's on. It's an ESPN pool. Uh, but let's just get right into to the tourney here. So let's start with uh, your thoughts on, on the committee. Were, were there any... Uh, disagreements with the seating any surprises what do you think ryan yeah i i don't think anybody can look at it uh honestly and just say that they have a huge issue with it um i think they did a pretty good job i think maybe the biggest surprise if there was one was would probably be louisville not getting in um you know and, and, I, and i'm like i said before I, I have no problem with anything they did i don't have a problem with louisville being left out um they don't have a really a strong resume they don't really have anything strong that they can point to, like huge wins or anything like that. Um, but maybe it's a little surprising that, you know, Louisville didn't make it, yet Syracuse made it, not only made it, but avoided a play-in game, so they made it pretty safely. Yet Syracuse, and if you look at Syracuse and Louisville's resume, you know, obviously both in the ACC, it was very, very similar resumes, yet Syracuse got a pretty favorable uh, draw compared to, obviously, Louisville. So, I mean... I, you know, I don't, neither of those teams, if you're, if you miss the red, like the tournament, I, I, you know, if you're the 69th team or whatever, it's like, come on, you, you really be the 64th and get it over with. Like if you, you don't have much yeah, rights, if it's you're not, that, that low. So I, it's you know, not quite like the college football playoff yeah. where you went 11 and one or 12 and one or something and got left out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, they don't have a legit gripe. No. And they lost early in the ACC tournament. That didn't help. Um, yeah, I was the yep. one, like I am all for. The mid majors getting in, I have no problem with it. It was a little surprising. Drake stayed in, uh, and the only reason I say that is because resume alone, they 100% deserve to be in. But they lost two of their top three leading scorers, so this isn't really the same team that that was there for the majority of the year. But hey, you know, good for them, good for Drake. Um, but the, the overall, I just I, they've gotten a little bit better over the years about the, the committee being a little more transparent. But I want more transparency. Because I just want to sit in the room or, or at least they don't – they're pretty cryptic on what they actually discuss. They say they use metrics and whatnot. But like I look at some of these inconsistencies like Loyola of Chicago, Loyola, Illinois, they're ninth in Ken Palm and they're an eight seed overall. And then you've got like Wisconsin, they're top 15 in Ken Palm and Sagarin and they're in a nine seed. And then you've got like on the other side, you got West Virginia. They're a three seed, but they're they're in the twenties in those metrics. So I'm just I just wish it was a bit more transparent overall. All right, that's fair. Um, how about uh, just in general an overview of the tournament? Do you think this is more wide open than previous years? I feel like I I heard that at least early in the season that people thought it was going to be really wide open. Do you think that's come to fruition? And actually, I have 
an interesting question that kind of illustrates it. So how many teams would you have to take before you were comfortable taking that group against the field? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it seems like most years there's just, you you always kind of have a clear top two or three that are the favorites that, you know, majority of the people are taking and, and think that, that are going to win. I mean, this year you've got all the number ones are legit, but each kind of have their own questions. So if I had to go, how deep would I go? Man, I would go, gosh, I wouldn't be surprised if about six or seven won. So I think I would need at least six before I would say I'm comfortable against. Whoa, the team. six teams. That's a lot. I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, my number is smaller. I I think I guess three, but three would be a really tough decision. So because the Zags are obviously they're undefeated, they're looking to become the first team since what Indiana in '76. Yeah. Is that the year that they went undefeated all the way? So looking to be be the first team since them to do it. They've got if I'm looking at the odds and kind of I looked at 538 as well. I don't totally trust their numbers, but gives me a ballpark. So the Zags look to have maybe like 25 to 30 percent chance close to a 30 percent chance to win the tournament illinois maybe 15 percent and then baylor at 10 so that gets you to 55 percent if those numbers are right so maybe you're a little lower on some of those teams and you might want a fourth but for me the number's three yeah i'm the same with you michael i was going to take those three uh just because you know I, i michigan without isaiah livers just completely way lower on the totem pole now and i just don't see them winning at all uh, but so if you're going to give me the other three number one seeds, you're going to give me Zags, Illinois, and Baylor. Uh, they've clearly been, you know, uh, Illinois was kind of teetering there for most of the year, but the last month they've really taken it to another level. So it, those three teams have been the, the best. Uh, so I, I'll take those three against the field. Yeah, no, I interpret it more as <laughs> I, the reason I went high was because I was saying how many teams could win. I think, uh, if I, yeah. yeah, I agree with you guys. I That's would a diff- say, totally different question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I had to say three or the field, I would. So I what's would your question? So I'll ask you this question in response here. What number would it be? Uh, how many teams would you have to choose to make it sure? Like I know one of the teams I picked will have, will be the one of the wins, ones that won the national title. Yeah. You know, 68. <laughs> yeah. 60. Yeah. You know, I could eliminate a few more than that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, yes. I might have to go like what's, 20 deep maybe you know Ooh, like, i don't know if i would yeah. i don't i mean if that seems you know, like a lot but but yeah well didn't florida win it as a what would they want it as a six yukon uh, won as ago, a, right yukon won as a seven uh was it a seven believe, or yeah with something uh, like that right yeah that sounds so, right because they played kentucky it was a seven eight national championship or it was something like that oh, okay a, a few years something back. like yeah it was crazy right yeah so i'm just north carolina's an eight this year yeah, Wisconsin. You just said is a nine, right? Yeah, yeah. no. There's a there's some tough outs. Yep. Okay, so I guess we're thinking. I mean, the Zags at the top are a legit favorite. Yep. Um, but maybe after that top three, you could kind of there's a really lot gets together, muddy after the top three. Teams. There's a lot yeah. of good teams that I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up winning. Ohio State, you know, Bama. I mean, there's there's some good teams. All right, let's get to some individual players, Ryan. You got a top five list for us? I sure do, Mike. All right. This is a good one to put together here. Uh, All right, my top five uh, players in the tournament. All right, so top five players we have in the NCAA tournament. Uh, um, And there's nobody outside of this list that would be on the list 
that didn't make the tournament. If you get me. Okay. So this is also your top five players in college basketball exactly. overall. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Number five. I'm going off with, uh, Baylor's guard, Jared Butler. Uh, he's a junior. Uh, he's averaging 17 points, five assists. Uh, he led arguably Baylor's best team they've ever had, um, to a 2020 or 22 and two, uh, season. Uh, they have just been awesome this year. And of course they got a little bit of a, a, a sl- slow ending or a little bit of a, not the greatest finish. Just they were out COVID for a while. So, um, I think they'll get some renewed energy here, but Jared Butler will be number five. Number four, you'll like this one, Mike. Evan Mobley, the, uh, the true right. freshman big man for USC. He's a, he averaged about 17 and nine this year, three blocks per game. Uh, his effective field goal percentage is over 60%, which is r- really good for uh, a true freshman in particular. And, you know, there's a reason why USC has taken a jump this year. Um, you know, Andy Enfield over there, the head coach, had he had led them to solid seasons before, but they kind of had gotten stale for a little bit. Uh, he was almost on his way out. But this year with Evan Mobley, they, they took a, a leap forward, and it's, it's because of him. He is a, he's has, elite He has, like, gumby arms. He can get these rebounds that you don't expect him to get. <laughs> I mean, he just has stuff you can't teach or, you know, it's just natural. Like he is, he's unreal. He's going to be a top five pick, no doubt about it. Um, so I hope you enjoyed him this year, Mike. Uh, I did. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see what happens in the tournament. Hopefully I get a few more games. Hopefully you get something more out of him, right? Yep. Uh, number three, Luca Garza from, uh, Iowa, the senior big man. Uh, he has just been so good his career. He's gotten better and better. Uh, this, the past couple of years, he's even taken it out to the three point line, uh, and just kind of done it all. He's averaged 24 and nine, uh, just been Iowa's best player. And he was the front runner to be, uh, you know, national player of the year. Maybe won't get that now, but he has just been a, a stud for his entire career and, uh, deserving of being in the top five. Uh, number two, I have, uh, Ayo Dosunmu. Uh, Illinois guard. He is, he's a junior. He's, he's awesome. I love watching him play. He's gotten better and better the past, the past couple years. He's averaging 21 points, six rebounds, five assists. Um, and he's, he's probably the most clutch player, uh, in the country. I mean, he's, I've watched some of those, those games that he's played in during crunch time. I mean, he is, he comes up big. Uh, so he's a, he's a stud. I, 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 yes, exactly. He's really good. Uh, and then finally, number one, the, I think the best player in the country, Cade Cunningham, uh, the true freshman for Oklahoma State. Uh, he, he's just been, he, he has been dynamite. He's carried Oklahoma State. He's averaging 20 points, six boards, almost four assists. He's a good shooter too. He's shooting over 40% from the three point line, over 85% from the free throw line. Uh, he's just done it all. He gets a lot of rebounds. He plays, you know, gets some blocks. So he's just kind of carried that squad because they're really outside of him. You know, they have Isaiah Likely and stuff, but they're not that great of a team. But he has just been a dynamite. The ball is in his hands a ton. So for a true freshman, the way he is, I think he's going to be the number one overall pick for good reason. I think he's the best player in college basketball. So no, uh, no Zags. Kisper, yeah, no. I mean, Kisper was close and Jalen Suggs were close. That'd be probably be my six and seven and maybe Drew yeah, Timmy no. at eight. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I know they have three deep, but yeah, yeah they no, were all right fair. there. So I think they, the, it was kind of the, uh, the, the Mac Jones argument there. They, they have so much talent that I kind of like lowered them a little bit just because of the, the supporting cast. All right. Good list there. Um, let's go to the, the first round here. So what are the, the most intriguing round one matchups or, or storylines, what we're going to go through. And 
I'll get us started here. And it's this one is not really, I guess, about the first round, just kind of about the tournament in general. It's just the fact that it's we haven't mentioned, but it's going to be played in and around Indianapolis exclusively. So um, obviously, COVID is is changing what this tournament is like. Hopefully, no games are going to be forfeited. We've now passed the deadline, so um, no one's had to back out of the tournament. So that's good, at least. And um, what, what what about the the fact that we have Friday through Monday as this uh, opening weekend? Do you guys like that, or what are your thoughts? Not a fan. I'm I and I, I I'm going to sound old just because I like I don't like change or something. But the Monday the Monday thing kind of bothers me. I like the the Thursday through Sunday tradition. Of kind mm-hmm. of finish because Monday I'm kind of you know most people are back at work not kind of in the in the groove and that's just a little bit of a letdown in my opinion. I you can shirk a little bit better at on Thursday Friday you know on, on a Thursday as opposed to a Monday you yeah. can kind of keep your eye on basketball. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say you know the, the main thing with with uh, uh, March Madness is that first round like. That is the thing you want to watch for upsets and major things. Like, yeah. I mean, yes, you want to see the second round too, but that first round, there's game after game after game. You know, every hour there's something finishing and it might be crazy, whatever it is. And if you could have, honestly, I wish it might have been Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you know, where you okay. get those two first rounds on the weekend uh, and you can just watch everything and all the games. Like, that would be ideal. So I don't really care if it's, if you have a Friday and a Monday, I don't see much different, but. I like more action uh, on the weekends. They're doing Saturday to Tuesday next weekend for the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. That's, I like that. Mixing it up this year. But, uh, uh, as far as basketball wise, I'm actually going to look for, for the round one, the Pac 12. They have some of the most wide open games this year. They, they, they have, the conference hasn't had much success in the, in the tournament recently, and they've been one of the weaker major conferences for some time now. They haven't, had this many teams. They have five this year. That's the most they've had since 2016. And and they don't have the traditional big threats of like, you know, in years past, Arizona could be a threat to win it or get to the Final Four, UCLA. Um, UCLA isn't a play-on game. Oregon. But, yeah, exactly. So we're recording this before UCLA and Michigan State first four, but if they win, they play BYU, very competitive game. USC, they don't have necessarily a gimme against Wichita or Drake. Oregon, got BCU, Colorado's a five seed playing that trendy Georgetown, and then Oregon State had that upset uh, conference title win. They they play Tennessee, so there's a lot of chances they have to kind of make a statement and elevate themselves again this year. Yeah, uh, be, uh, I hope at least one of them makes the Sweet 16, so the Pac-12, I hope it's USC, Mike, for your, for your, for your sake, but that'd be great. Oh, by the way, I just want to correct something stupid I said about two minutes ago <laughs> when I was saying the deadline has passed for teams to back out. I mean... It, they could still back out. They just won't be replaced anymore. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you can't back out. Oh, you got COVID? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Play. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, some teams haven't even got there yet. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, some of them had COVID issues before, like Virginia, I know. So um, there's still some of those those deals. Um Storylines, uh, you know, uh, maybe even in the first four, I, I have, I just think a couple of those matchups are really interesting. You got Wichita State going up against Drake, you know, two, you know, Wichita former Valley team going up against another current Valley team. Uh, that should be a great game. I just think Michigan State versus UCLA as a play-in game or as a first four game, like what, what a pretty crazy first four game that is. I, mean, I don't yeah, know. I haven't seen that 
blue blood of the a, ratings on that are exactly be, what gotta, we've never seen two best, blue blood hoops teams uh going at it right there in the first four like that um but the one other thing i'll say is i i, I the, for the real first round i think the winner of that lsu st bonaventure eight nine game has a real shot uh to go deep because they got michigan is the one seed there and like i mentioned before michigan without isaiah livers is not the same team so you know i think those teams have a good chance of knocking off off michigan and moving on to the Sweet 16 where they'd play like a, you know, Florida State, Georgetown, or Colorado. So teams that they would have a legit, legit, legit shot, uh, shot against. So I could see one of those squads making a, a deep run um, in this uh, March. All right, a couple more storylines for me. Rick, Rick Pitino back in the tournament, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. He's coaching the 15-seed Iona against the two-seed Bama. And then kind of looking ahead, this is to the, to the second round, but if we get Illinois – against the eight seed Loyola Chicago, that would be with Sister yeah. Jean. Like that would yeah. be Illinois Chicago would have a legit, you know, shot to to make that interesting. So Yeah. They good. would be fun. Yeah. I agree. Um and well Ryan, you kind of alluded to it. The last point is we uh, briefly about COVID. Um you know, off the bat we know Virginia and Kansas have been impacted and they had players removed from the conference tournament and both had to leave the conference tournament because of it. And Virginia in particular, they, Randy, or, uh, Tony Bennett said Virginia won't even travel till Friday. Yeah. Uh, they're, most of their players are in quarantine. So it's going to be interesting. I know they're still a big favorite, but a, a lot of rust, no practice, no film off for a week. It'll be interesting to see how that happens in Kansas, like their second leading scorer, uh, is going to, isn't expected to play the first round game. Jalen, um, Jalen Wilson. So it'll be interesting to see. And there's other players that have been kind of in the protocol. So be interesting to see if that impacts anyone from here on. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, uh, Virginia's an interesting one. I'm hoping uh, good old Creighton, our, my, my Creighton Blue Jays, would play them in the second round if that happens. So yeah, we got to get you by UCSB first. But uh, hey, that's that might work out for the Jays. All righty. Uh, let's get to uh, Ryan. Any more stories? Are you good? I could go on, but I'll stop. Okay. All right. What about uh, your best ATS bet in round one, Trey? Oh, okay. I uh, I like VCU getting five and a half against the Ducks. Uh, the Ducks have looked better with their guard Richardson back, no doubt. I love Dana Altman. Um, but then they got punked in the, the Pac-12 tourney semis to Oregon State. That was kind of eye-opening. And I just think the A-10 is a very good conference. VCU is... Top 15 efficient defense. They can slow down the the high-flying Ducks to keep the game at least close. They might not win, but they'll keep it close. Yep, that's a good pick. I thought about that one. Um, I'm going to go on. We just kind of touched on. Um, I, might, I don't know if I'm stealing this from Michael or not, but uh, the Ohio Bobcats. Uh, you are stealing it from me. Well, yeah. I'll try to linger here so you can look one up and give another opinion. No, no I'm not changing my pick. <laughs> this is my pick. All right, the, the Ohio Bobcats plus seven and a half. They are playing Virginia, um, as Trey alluded to. They're they're gonna have some. Uh, they might they might not be with all their players. The ones that are there are gonna be uh, deprived of maybe some practices. Um, so they could be going in just on the fly, like uh, just hey, this is we got to show up and play essentially. Um, and if you look at Ohio, uh, they had a good year. And if you look at the beginning of the season, they played Illinois. They played Illinois at uh, in in Champaign, and they lost by two. So. Uh, Ohio has played with the big boys, and they 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 won't be you know intimidated by Virginia here. So, yeah, I think Ohio could uh, definitely cover that one. All right, I will. You know what? I thought about it. I will. I'll throw out another pick. Um, 
I know I was listening to uh, the three man weave. Uh, they were talking about uh, some of their picks. And I remember Matt Cox mentioned this in a college basketball podcast. We had Jim Root on a couple years ago to break down the tournament. Those guys Great pod. really know their stuff. So check them out instead of us, really, honestly. During, yeah, I mean, for, during this for time, sure. But we're doing our best here. Uh, no, he liked the Drake. He liked Drake, I think, against Wichita. I don't remember what the point spread is now, but it's like, I guess Drake's Wichita's like 20 and two? Something like okay. that. Something like that, maybe. Uh, don't quote me. Drake is 20 and eight against the spread. Um, their last 28 games outside of the Missouri Valley. So I guess they just have an interesting offensive style that's difficult to prepare for. So interesting. take the Drake. All right. All right. Go Drake. Moving on, which uh, top four seed is in the most danger of losing in round one? All right. Well, I'm not going to take Michael's one this time. I'm, sh- I'm going to try to go something a little more off the radar here. I'm going to say uh, Arkansas. Which is a three Ooh. seed. Uh, yeah, they're playing Colgate, the Raiders. The Raiders yeah. and Colgate. They, uh, uh, actually, you know, played with a guy in high school who ended up going to Colgate. Anywho, um, <laughs> fun fact for y'all. Do they uh, have good, I hope he uses Colgate toothpaste. All right. Oh, his teeth are super white. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Colgate is a really good squad. They were a really good squad last year. They just unfortunately didn't get to play in the tournament. They have great shooters. They're led by a good point guard, Jordan Burns. Uh, you know, Jack Ferguson is just shooting lights out. He's shooting practically almost 50% from three. They play fast. This is going to be a track meet game. You know, if it could kind of just go up and down, up and down. And if Colgate gets hot, I mean, then they can definitely, uh, I think, surprise uh, the Razorbacks on this one. There's some ratings right. that uh, don't apply priors and Colgate is somehow in yeah. like the top, like the net. They're like the top ten, so that's why right. I immediately throw yeah. out ratings like the net. But they're they're know, they're right. loved by the computers for without priors. Yeah. The, their efficiency numbers are so good that it's like, but their schedule is is obviously garbage. But yeah, yeah. they're yeah. it's hard to adjust, but their efficiency is crazy. Um, all right, I'm just gonna repeat what we've said earlier. I think Virginia against Ohio is is the most vulnerable. Ohio's got. Really good offense, and Ryan, like you said, almost took down Illinois, so you never know. Yep. Yep. I like it. I'm going to say Purdue. They're a four seed playing North Texas. This isn't Matt Painter's best Purdue team. Yeah, the Big Ten is great, and maybe they were just kind of overshadowed by the top dogs, but North Texas comes in confident. They they just won their the conference championship, conference USA championship, uh, after beating the favorite Western Kentucky. So they're they're riding riding that wave and you never know maybe they can upset the boilers all righty let's uh, move on to some sleepers to maybe get deep in the tournament uh how about a double digit seed to reach the elite eight who's got the best chance at least i think it's the 10 seed rutgers in the midwest region they're one of two uh double digit seeds that's favored in their round one game so they're a, a one and a half point favor against clemson they would play houston likely in the the next round which I mean, I like Houston. That's it's nothing against them. You're going to have to play somebody tough to get to the Elite Eight. But the three seed that they might face up with, West Virginia, I would argue, is maybe the weakest of the of the three seeds. Absolutely, they they could be even favored potentially. You never know. Um, I'm going to say Syracuse, right? <laughs> they they started playing much better <laughs> okay. the the last month. Bayheim's son has been shooting the rock well, according to Pen Pom, Ken Palm. Their second round game, so they play San Diego State first. That's a tough one, no doubt. Close spread, though. Their second round game, though, against West Virginia, 
might be easier than playing San Diego State. Uh, and then they're going to draw, like Michael, you mentioned, they would draw Clemson, Rutgers, or Houston in the Sweet 16. So I think the, the Orange could make a surprise run. Yeah, no, that's true. They could. I'm not saying they couldn't make a run. Just surprised that they got in a little bit. But anywho, yep. uh, let's. I, I'm going with Georgetown. They're at 12, um, and they're playing obviously great as of now. Um, I would know that as a Creighton fan who got walloped <laughs> by them. Um, but they, they so they play Colorado, which you know nobody's super scared of the Buffs. I mean, they're a good team, no doubt about it. But uh, they are definitely Georgetown's definitely capable of beating them. And then in the next round, they probably play Florida State. Um, so, and then that's this, the, the, um, one seed is, uh, Michigan in that one. So I like kind of going up against Michigan in this one. So, um, I just feel like they have kind of the easiest path of those. I do like your Syracuse pick and Rutgers pick. Those are good too. I think, whoopsies. <laughs> Milo is, is Sorry, not a fan. Nah, George, he's, oof. Yeah, he doesn't like the Hoyas. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, anywho, I'm going to put myself on mute here while you guys finish up. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> G-Town. Right. Professional show we got here. Uh, um, yeah. okay. So if, uh, next question. If you had to pick a four seed or lower to make the final four, who would you choose, Trey? I'm going with Yukon. They're a seven oh, seed. Okay. They're a seven seed, but playing much better at the end of the year. Their stud, James Booknight, is back healthy. He missed like eight games or something during the year. They're balanced, pretty efficient, both offensively and defensively. I like Hurley as a coach. And Ryan's kind of talked about how he he's fit. He likes Michigan, the draws, the one seed, but Bama's the two. So I think there's there's room in that in that region for a, a surprise. Okay, I like UConn. Train. They're a, they're a tough squad. Uh, Hurley's done a great job with them, so I like that. Um, all right, I'm going to go with uh, probably even more, well, not even more off the radar, but a team out west here. I'm going BYU. Uh, they're uh, they're a six seed right now, and I just, I, you know, I keep going to that well, but it's that weakest region in, in my eyes. Uh, yep. Michigan, Bama, Texas, FSU as the top four seeds, so um, I definitely think BYU can do that, and they've proven themselves against the top competition. They took uh, Gonzaga down to the wire in the West Coast Conference uh, tournament title game. That one was could could have gone either way in the second half. So, um, you know, they they, they got Matt Harms, uh, the Purdue transfer, seven three, protecting the rim, good player. So, um, yeah, I could see BYU making it making a run here. All right, we're all going to the to the same region for our our underdog <laughs> picks. So I'll go Florida State, the four seed there. Um, they're fifteenth in Ken Palm. They are, as always, super athletic. They've got Scotty Barnes on the wing, looks to be a potential top five, top ten pick, and they've got a couple three point shooters to complement him. So, it'd be cool. Leonard, Leonard Hamilton, Hamilton. He always seems to do well in the tournament. Yeah, it'd be great if he he could do it. And he's he's a lot older than you would think. It's amazing. He looks so young. Yeah, he does. So hey, he's we're all going for a we, while. We've, we've pretty much cursed it. Like Michigan's definitely going to win that region now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, they're still good. Like, yeah, I yeah. know. They're not. They're not chubs. No, not no. at all. Uh, okay, how about some uh, some props or futures bets? You got one or two for us, Ryan? Yes, I do. I have two, uh, two, two future or two whatever two bets. Uh, okay. <laughs> the first one is um, the highest point total uh, scored by one team in the round of sixty four. Uh, so the the over under is set at nine and ninety nine and a half. So will a team score a hundred points in the first first round? And I'm going yes. Uh, hmm. You're giving up odds there. It's minus one forty. Uh, but 
I just feel like in this day and age with some of the up-tempo teams that we have out there, some of the mismatches, maybe one of these one or two seeds uh, could uh, could really do it. So, yeah, I'm going to say uh, that one. And uh, okay. I'll wait for my second one later. All right. Well, I let's see. My first bet here. I don't think well, I'm actually going to I'm bet. sorry. I said minus 140. It's minus 115. My bad. Oh, Ooh, even better. Even better. Even better, yeah. Uh, the one I'm going, like I said, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to bet it. Maybe I will. I don't know. But uh, it's the least fun bet ever to make. Zero game-winning buzzer beaters in the first ah, round I saw at that. minus 110. I'm not super confident that it has value, but I I would guess that it does. Because, I mean, it seems like buzzer beaters happen all the time, but it, they don't, as Ryan shakes his head. But even when they do, a lot of times it's like there was one second left. Yeah, half true a second. buzzer beater. Yeah. It needs to be a true – the buzzer needs to go off. So um, I, I saw a stat that there's been – since 2012, we've had seven tournaments. Four uh-huh. of them have had no buzzer beater the entire tournament. Well, there you go. So, Wow. There you go. So yeah, it likely does have value. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, I mean, so, there were, but there was one year that had like three in one tournament. So maybe. yeah, I remember. I, I think 2016. Yeah, there's been some down the road, but this is just this is just the uh, the first round though. So oh, even yeah. better. Yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah. No Buzzbee's first round. Yeah, exactly. So um, I know the last three tournaments, there's only been one in the first round. The last three tournaments combined, A small sample, pretty small sample, but. Um, but you, your stat goes back further, Trey. So I feel even better about yeah, it. So it maybe I will bet it. it, even though I'm not cheering for it. Like I'll still be cheering for buzzer beaters. Well, but just yeah. just think just about taking it. The point point 32 one. games, right? Like, and how yeah. how many you know of 32 games? Like, there's how many buzzer beaters are there just in 32 games in general? You well, know, especially since you know like, a few of them are just going to be blowouts. Yeah, a handful them. of them are going to be blowouts. You know, so really yeah. you're talking about 20ish games, like. What are the chances yeah, we'll of like, 20 of the games have a, a buzzer beater? All right, I've got know. a second bet. I've got a second bet. Also, oh, not I was saving mine till later, but okay. Okay, fine. I'll save mine till later. Wow. Hmm. The suspense. Around twice. All right, though, this is a legitimate prop. Will Jim Beheim pick his nose on camera during round one? And I can get <laughs> that the was no. Mine. Are you serious? You, oh, can get the no. Yeah. you can get the no at plus 100. Ooh, yeah, that's got to well, have he's, value. He's like, He's been known to do it, but like yeah. <laughs> in round one on camera, yeah. are they going to catch him picking it? Like, so that's an easy no for me. Okay. Well, also, maybe. aren't they going to be wearing masks? Yeah, but he's, he has been caught this year doing it with his mask oh. down, but like he doesn't okay. do it every game. But what is picking? What is, is it this? Like, I'm just kind of like, is that a pick? Yeah, or I know. It, it could be, like be a little hand inside the, <laughs> that's why for the listeners, Ryan's picking his finger nose touching right now. inside just, the nose. He just stuck his finger all the way up his nose and asked about it. <laughs> yeah, right. How did it go up that far? No, I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know the exact criteria, so that's why I wouldn't want to bet a, a ton, but I mean, it just seems yeah. like an easy no for me. No, those type of bets, those are like during the Super Bowl, those type of bets, the no's almost always have value. Like yeah. things are just less You're getting likely even to happen. Money. Than, yeah, I yeah. like that, Trey. Dude, where was that? So this is on my bookie. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I'll, I I'm probably gonna bet it too. <laughs> and and I was gonna bet both of your guys is the ones that Michael you said too. The first yeah, one, I like the beater. buzzer. I was gonna bet that too. One. I think That's I've good. bet that before. I want to say, hmm. um, but I can't remember. But all right, I have another bet that yep I'm very confident has value. So round of 64 games again, first round games to go overtime under two. So under two games and it's even money. So I looked into this one. The last 15 years, the under on this bet is seven and two, 
with six pushes. And so that's 480 games. Last 15 years, there's 480 first-round games there's been. 22 overtimes out of those 480. So I kind of did the math. The line I calculated is close to minus 300 is what this under two should be. Even if there's some factors I'm not considering, even if, I don't know, I don't know what, there's maybe it should be minus 200 or 150. There's no way it should be even money. It should be clearly a favorite unless I did some math wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure no, I that did. Sounds right. That sounds yeah. right. I like it. Um, so Ryan, did I take your second one? Yeah. The nose picking. Yes. Yeah. So my second one is, and now you've convinced me, Michael, so I will bet that one that you just mentioned, but mine is, will but a it's big no 10... fun. We're going to have to cheer against overtime, well, cheer against buzzer readers. I know. Yeah, I know. That's true. Know. We need the, the point the one, value. the point one win at the, at, so, uh, yeah. Will a Big Ten team win the tournament? Yes is plus 110. And I'm going to take that just because I can get four teams that are ranked in the top seven of most metrics, Ken Palm, Sagarin, you name it, and they're all in different regions. So you're going to have more opportunities. Um, and, and, of course, Illinois is probably the best of, of the bunch. So I uh, – and maybe some of the other Big Ten teams will pick off some of the, the other tough stumbling blocks along the way. So – all right, so you got ten. Illinois on the top right. You got Illinois, oh, yeah, Michigan, Ohio State, and Iowa. Iowa are your your big your big yeah. players. And then you never you know Wisconsin or Purdue could make a run. They're not going to necessarily win it yeah. all, but they could knock some yep. knock some opponents Nebraska. off. Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, don't think so. Hey, Rutgers. How about my yeah, Scarlet Knights? Maryland could make some noise. There's a lot of teams they have. Yep. Yep. All okay. Right. Is that it for bets? I think so. Final four picks. Let's get to it. So I'm taking left side of the bracket. I've got Gonzaga taking on Alabama in the final four. Right side, I've got Baylor against Houston. And so the championship, I'm taking Baylor to beat Gonzaga. Um, I mean, obviously, if if my life depended on it, I would pick Gonzaga, but it doesn't. And uh, as far as like a bracket pool, I, I think... Baylor might have a little bit more value just based on the percentage of people picking them. Yeah, agreed. I, and they're uh, the number one three-point shooting team in the country. Like they are, they are loaded. Um, and they're also even if they they're off a game, like if their three-pointers go cold, they're fourth in the nation in offensive rebounding. So feel pretty good about that vital. offense and beast and the, the defense with the athletes they have. What's that, right? Yeah, they got said their player Mark Vital. He's a beast on the boards. Mm. Yeah, they got some grown men. I, li- I like them. All right, so the West, I got Gonzaga as well. The East, Michael, I'm taking your Florida State. I like their path. Uh, All right. Gonzaga, Florida State. I have them beating UConn in that region. So what do they have? Gonzaga, Florida State, Ohio State, Illinois. Um, and then I've got Gonzaga beating Illinois in the national title. I know it's chalky with Gonzaga, but they're just, they're superior. I like their path just the most of all the ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Gonzaga yeah. has already beat the two, three, four seeds in their yeah. region. Oh, they've already there you go. dominated all three of them. Wow. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So my final four, that's why I'm going with the Zags. Um, I'm going now their number one seed in Illinois and the last third number one seed in Baylor. But my fourth team is going to be BYU. Uh, I'm saying the sixth seed gets in there. I'm saying the BYU Cougars make it. They got size. They got the 7-3 uh, transfer, per, uh, Matt Harms from Purdue shooting. They, they've competed well with the top top team like Gonzaga. 
think BYU can get there. And in my final, I got Illinois beating the Zags in a rematch. Illinois is playing a lot better than the first time they faced. So yeah. I think, the, think it'll be a little different ballgame this time. Okay, there you have it. Uh, one final question here, just to bring a little college football into it. Would you sacrifice two bad football seasons in order mm. for your hoops team to, I don't know, you name it, win a Final Four, win a national title? What, what's that balancing act like? Yeah, so I tried to think of this in terms of being about a top 15, 20 football team because, of course, like as a Nebraska fan right now, they haven't been doing much on the field, so I would, of course, take a national title or a Final Four run in the in basketball. So, because I was thinking, okay, maybe if you're like A and M, Miami, Washington, you know, Auburn, kind of in that range, mm-hmm. I'm taking the title in basketball. I think. I mean, it would be tough to watch some bad football seasons, and we love football, of course, but I just feel like the euphoria of a tournament run would be such a blast. I mean, unless you're Ohio State, Bama, or Clemson, I think I would do it. Yeah, this this is uh, hard for me. So I'm treating it as a USC fan, which kind of works here. Um, we do have the fact that five let's, – so let's say the two bad seasons are like we go five and seven the next couple years. Yeah, it's got to um, be bad for you, like really bad. Yeah, or four, whatever, even worse. But the good news is that would get rid of Clay Helton, so that that there at least would be one positive thing that would come out of it. But for me, I would I would only do it if it's national championship in basketball, like Final Four run. That would be fun, but I don't know. Like the long lasting legacy of that isn't that much. Like Oregon made the Final Four a couple years ago. Whatever, like who cares? You know, they didn't they didn't win at all. So, um, so yeah, I would say national championship. I'll take two bad seasons. Final Four. I won't. Yeah, I uh I'm kind of on the same line with Trey here just you know, well, as a Nebraska fan, we don't experience much success on the hardwood or uh on the field. So I'll gladly keep having more bad bad uh, football seasons to have a <laughs> uh, you know, a national championship, heck even a final four run, I'd take uh and I'd have a couple bad football seasons still. Um, you know, and, and obviously I've kind of mentioned it, but I'm also a Creighton Blue Jay fan, you know, we're, we're originally from Omaha, so I would do the same thing with them, you know, like, uh, I would sacrifice a couple of Nebraska football seasons to have a final four run for, for the old Creighton Blue Jays. All right. There you have it. That is the, our, our annual college basketball bros podcast. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Again, be sure to join our bracket pool. Uh, like I said, you can find the information for that on Twitter at CFB bros and enjoy March Madness this weekend. Talk to you next week. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. 
Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today.